Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare. The good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring in a variety of business and community leaders, as well as nonprofits, to talk about all things healthy versus unhealthy in business and life. Today's guests join me, both representing the American Heart Association, a little bit of Guidewell Health, I think, Caitlin Brunell, Executive Director of American Heart Association for First Coast? Correct, yes. Correct. Okay. And then we have Dr. Alana Schrader. Bear with me. I got a lot to read here. <laughs> Not that much, actually. Okay, so Guidewell's Senior Vice President, Healthcare Services, and President of Guidewell Health. I'm not going to read all that. In this role, she leads the healthcare delivery business with Guidewell, family of companies. Like, it's a paragraph. I'm going to read all that or not? Nah. What do you do with the American Heart Association? Well, I'm the chair of the First Coast Board for the American Heart Association. So so you have this long gamut of experience, Mm -hmm. and now you're the chair of the board. Right. Okay. We're going to put a heavy emphasis on American Heart Association today. Never heard of it. Hmm. I'm kidding. What do you guys do? What's the... Let's dive right in. What is the goal of the American Heart Association? What do you specialize in? What are you trying to accomplish year after year? And executive director, that sounds like kind of a big deal. Let's go. Absolutely. Um, So American Heart Association, just to give some history, we were founded in 1924. So coming up on our centennial celebration, uh, founded by six cardiologists actually in Chicago. Um, But we are now headquartered in Dallas. So our office is one of around 200 markets. And so we're honored to cover the first coast. So that includes five counties, Duval. The big five. The big five, you got them. Duval, St. John's, Clay, Nassau. Baker, Baker. okay. Some people can't name the big five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we are, our mission is to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. But what does that really mean, right? So to break it down, Um, We are on a mission uh, to further the health of our community. And so that's raising awareness of heart disease and stroke. Um, And it also is about raising funds uh, toward research and science, but then also our community initiatives around maternal health, blood pressure control, CPR training, tobacco and vaping cessation, and nutrition security. There's a lot of stuff there. We'll get to that. How mm-hmm. much evolved, right? It's called the American Heart Association, and now it's a lot more than just that. So executive director, you've been with – this is Caitlin, by the way. If you don't see, we have, we've we got cameras in here now, but most of it's radio and podcast related. American Heart Association, you've been the ED for how long? A year, actually. A year. Yes, Did you survive? For a year. Got through the first year. She made it. <laughs> and board chair, Dr. Yes. Schrader, what should I call you? Call me Ilana. Ilana. I like yeah, that too. I do too. I like Ilana better. Yeah. So so how long does your role last as board chair? Well, it's a two-year term. Okay. And so Caitlin and I started at exactly the same time. Oh. Yeah. Yes. We've you been guys, growing up together. Do you get along or butt heads? Oh, we get along unbelievably well. I think so for sure. Just yeah. based off of my... 10 minutes in the lobby, by the yeah. way. It's not that long. Okay. So fundraising, big component of, of what the American Heart Association does. Got to hit it right off the bat. The Heart Walk yes. was when? September 9th. Today's, yes. I don't know what date it is, October, October something. 11th. 2023, we yes. should mention also. Yeah. This this is live, by the way, on Saturday night. This is live, W 104.5 WOKV. It's not live. We film on Wednesday. I like to make jokes about it. <laughs> So September was the 
Heart Walk, yes. huge event. Yes. How big? So we had over 80 companies represented. We had close to 20,000 people come out and walk with us. Um, but the Heart Walk actually expanded to be calling Heart Challenge because it really is about the entire year. It's an opportunities for companies to engage their employees in overall health initiatives um, and health activities kind of leading up to Heart Walk. So Heart Walk was really the celebration and the culmination, if you will, yeah. of really a year-long campaign. And it's one of my favorite events because you see families out there. You can invite colleagues. You can invite friends. You can invite your pets. Um, so it's a day about putting our health first, but also doing that alongside the ones that we love and the ones that we see every single day. Did you walk? I didn't. My daughter was getting married in Pennsylvania. She had a great oh, excuse, hey, right? Congrats. We'll go back <laughs> to you. that. Yeah. We'll talk family. That's okay. I, I didn't either, by the way. I missed it. I was out of town that weekend too. Mm. Did you walk? I, well, you I, have to. I, I did not walk, but you know I would. Oh, I was you were there. behind Why the scenes. I was like, there. Pulling. I was I was behind the scenes. So once everyone starts walking, um, we're getting the fairgrounds ready. It was at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds. So we're getting the fairgrounds 20, ready for everyone people. to come back. Yes. That's a lot. Yes, and we had um, <clears throat> the CEO of Availity, Russ Thomas, who oh, yeah. chaired the initiative. Um, he had leaders amongst the executive leadership cabinet uh, that ra really rallied alongside of him to fundraise for the campaign, um, to bring their companies uh, alongside them during the day. So. It's, it's really exciting, and um, we're looking forward to next year. It will be on October 5th. So we October are hoping 5th. for a little bit cooler weather next year. It was hot <laughs> this year. Yes, and um, we're really grateful to have Camille Harrison, who is also a representative of Florida Blue, she does, chairing as well. Is that who does Medicare? Yeah, there? she's, okay. she's Sorry, head of our Medicare that's business. That's the space and I And a few in, other yeah. things. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, oh, I think I know her. Okay, yeah. so executive director, American Heart Association, board chair, what does executive director do? Like, what, what's the job? You, the American Heart Association, if you've never heard of this nonprofit, you're probably living under a rock, right? Mm -hmm. So based out of Dallas, mm -hmm. you're running the Northeast Florida Division. Yes. What do you do? So I, I wouldn't say that it has anything to do about me. It's, it's a team effort. So I am one of a team of 15. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll speak, you know, first and foremost our focus is is on the health of this community. And, and one thing in particular is ensuring that at least one person in every household knows how to perform hands-only CPR. Mm. So that is one of our main initiatives. And that's something that as the leader, I'm making sure that we're pushing that needle every single day. Um, Why hands-only CPR? As opposed to mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. Yeah. So actually, I mean, I, I know I'm just, it's a rhetorical question. I like want the audience to know why hands CPR means it's like a big deal, right? It actually became more prominent, um, unfortunately in the middle of COVID, but hospitals actually ceased uh, to perform mouth to mouth CPR for fear of harming the patients further, just in, in the climate that we were in during that time. And um, research has shown that actually hands only CPR is sufficient without the mouth to mouth. Um, sometimes doing both simultaneously will really take away from applying that pressure to the chest, um, which is what needs to be the most significant. Um, and so it's that it's the two simple steps of calling 911 first, administering hands-only CPR. And we as a local organization actually come in and we're able to offer CPR demonstrations for companies. Um, so that's one of our 
know, top focuses. We're going to, we're going to hit that pretty hard. I think at some point Mm -hmm. for sure. So executive director, multiple responsibilities, team effort. You said it, team of 15. Yes. Board chair, right? Dr. Schrader or my friend Alana now. That's what I'm going to start calling you now, Dr. Schrader. What's your board chair? Are you spreading awareness for this? Because you got to, you have to have a busy schedule, right? Kind of slammed. Yeah. So first of all, you know, why, why does anyone chair a board usually because that person has a passion for the purpose and mission of the organization so that's number one for me um second um i also get a sort of a huge pleasure and honor out of bringing people together uh in in the name of that mission so my role is to facilitate the collaboration between different community member volunteers who are all sort of rowing in the same direction of this mission i like that the, the rowing analogy is, is great. We, we use this sometimes. So any company or, or healthcare provider, anyone, imagine a canoe, right? You have, let's say, six people on a boat. You're all rowing simultaneously in the right direction. Mm-hmm. What happens if one person puts their, their, their paddle in the water and turns the wrong way? It slows the boat down. It's like, get off the boat. Yeah. So pull over, let them off. Sometimes people fall off the boat. Sometimes you got to pull off to the side and get new people on. I love the boat analogy. So American Heart Association, a canoe, <laughs> which is good for cardiovascular exercise. Yeah. Physical activity. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. All right. What, we, we got a sheet, a sheet here too, by the way. I don't like notes. I like to go off the cuff a little bit, but let's go back to this. The goal and mission of the American Heart Association. Right. So I mentioned our mission. Yep. Right. Um, we historically- Say it again. So- our mission is to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. A relentless force for longer, healthier lives. For a world of longer, A world of lives. longer, healthier lives. That's yes. good. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's I strong. will say, you know, historically, we've been known for being more of an event-based organization, more event-focused. We have yep. our heart walk. We have a gala in the spring called Our Heart Ball. Um, we have our Go Red for Women Health Summit and Luncheon. And I think, you know, going back, I made a couple comments about during COVID, um, it was an opportunity for us as an organization to press the pause button for a second and evaluate our efforts. I love Um, that. And I think in doing that, we realize, you know, we are doing local work day in and day out, but is that really known by our external facing audience? And so we're really shifting the narrative, if you will, um, to ensure that the conversations that we're having with individuals are beyond our events. And um, to the the point that Alana was making earlier, you know, she has this beautiful way of facilitating that conversation and bring people together. She uses the word convening quite often and it always sticks with me, but that that's what we're doing, right? The unfortunate reality is that every person in some way, shape or form has a personal tie to heart disease or stroke. Every human that Every you know. single person. Yeah. And so we need to start the conversation there and go, and especially as we near our 100th birthday, this is what we've done for 100 years, but what are we doing for the next 100? And how are we progressing? How are we doing things better, more effectively? How are we including all people? And then how are we meeting people where they are and understanding what their personal tie is to the mission? And then using that, to, to grow, to educate, to lead. And so I, I just, I've seen that beautiful shift kind of take place even in this past year that we're continuing to start the conversation there. 
and um, just look forward to continuing our mission with that focus in mind. Want to add on that or no? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think you made some great points there, Caitlin. Um, I, I, I certainly um, sort of took on the role of chair in a line of amazing pre, you know, predecessors. You know, they were doing amazing jobs at fundraising and, you know, leading, leading the group. Um, but one of the first things that I wanted to do when I arrived was, first of all, meet with every single one of the board members one-on-one. -on -one. How many board members? Uh, there are about a dozen 17, or so. Okay. 17. So, you're, yes. so when you come on yeah. as board chair, that's yeah. 17 people, 17 busy schedule. one-on-one, -on -one, put them board. on the calendar. <laughs> um, but that's important. And, yeah. And, and talk to each one about, first of all, why, why the American Heart Association for them? Mm -hmm. You know, we can spend our time doing a lot of things, but why that one? Yep. And I think you've hit on it a little bit already, Caitlin, right? Because heart disease or matters of one's heart impacts everybody, um, whether it's your family or yourself or um, any other loved one, right? Um, so that's, that's first of all. But second of all, I asked every one of them, um, what do you want to be known for? What do we want this board to be known for? You know, we have a set of goals, a set of metrics. We want to hit those. We want to be excellent. What else do we want to convene community members across our uh, first coast to make a real impact in heart disease? Do we want to teach where, you know, uh, certain um, elements of our population or, or subpopulations don't know enough about what it takes to um, make improvements in one's own health? Um, so, you know, gave them a lot of options and opportunities to weigh in on that. And every one of them, every one of them used the word convene. That's why I use it. Okay. Convene. Let's convene. go back to that. That's going to be the word of the day yeah. today, by the way. Okay. Because they all said we can be a convening body for disparate other organizations <clears throat> or individuals who can then all get in the canoe, Eric. I like right? we're going to start using we're going to use a lot of <laughs> they metaphors. They can get today. in the canoe and they can, you know, they can all that row in the same direction and then we can really make an uh, make a difference what in is terms the, of that mission. So executive director, that to me that's like that's like a, a big term. I like that. That's fun. What does the board look like? 17 people. That's a large board. Are there, I see a clinician. Um, what, what does the board look like? So we have a very diverse board. Um, we have hospital representation on our board, um, representation of our school system. Um, we have volunteers, actually, that, that come alongside us and, and just feel strongly about the mission from a personal connection or just their history alongside the American Heart Association. Um, and, you know, in my mind, it takes a team, right? Yeah. And so um, I do think it, it's relationship first and then mission second. And so I that is definitely um, an intentionality of mine, you know, with any meeting, but our board meeting especially, you know, the these are people who are offering their time and resources to us throughout the year and beyond. Um, and we ask a lot out of them and they don't have to, they do it out of their own free will. And we're so grateful for that. And we want to continue to honor that relationship and steward it because we can't, our, our work is not possible without that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Should, should we wrap it up? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I like, I like stats. Everyone likes stats and numbers. And I wrote some down. I bet you have some. Um, 
did the backstory. Six cardiologists started this almost 100 years ago. Yes. That's nuts. Look at us now. That is crazy. <laughs> hundred years from now, I don't know if there'll be robots and AI. Right. You guys want to talk about AI? A lot of people Ooh. don't talk about AI. I don't like to. Mm. Okay. Do you want me to read these stats? You want to read these? Like, what 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 can you nail? Because it's it's pretty crazy. You're seeing some good numbers, I think. Right. So these are national numbers. So since 2018, we've seen a reduction in deaths for both heart disease and stroke, over 12 percent. For both. A reduction. Um, a reduction, well, yes. people so understand that. That's a, a win. 13.6 reduction specifically from stroke, reduction in deaths from stroke, 15.1 reduction in deaths from heart disease since 2018. Um, $5 billion has been invested toward <coughs> research I, and science. I have to pause that one because sure. when I read that, I kind of, my eyes crossed a little bit. Yeah. Say that number again. Absolutely. $5 billion, not five, $500 billion. Million. That, That's a lot of money. Since 1949. Yes. That's directly from the American Heart Association. Exactly. I'll clap yes. for that. Yes. I don't know who's hearing me um, clap, but that's yeah, impressive. That's awesome. You know, when I see this number, truly, I was thinking through this earlier, but my father had unexpected open heart surgery in October. And I look at that number and I think somewhere within that $5 billion, 100%. The investment saved my father's life. 100%. And, you know, of course, you know, dollars are going locally um, on the first coast uh, through our various initiatives. But the fact that those dollars are going toward research and science. So my dad was able to live after that surgery, um, to have a speedy recovery, to be alive. Um, that right there is so much bigger than a statistic for me and, and for so many people. Um, and gosh, I just feel so honored to be able to call it work every day. Cause it's really, it, it's, it's makes it work. easier to show up. <laughs> exactly. Can you, you don't have to, you, you brought it up. So your, your dad recently went through an open heart surgery. He did a year ago actually. And it was within a two week period that I stepped into this position. So you know when you have those <sighs> moments Everything. in life, yes, you're, you're, where you just pause and you go, okay, I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I, when I, I say chills. that, I got sleeves mm, on, but I got chills too. right now. Keep, I don't necessarily mean as the executive director. That That's not what I mean. But it was this moment where I thought within the First Coast community, with what I call the American Heart Association family, being able to do this day in and day out and knowing that a small part of that is going to save someone like my father's life. Any, I, one I life. really, any life, right? But I, I truly do lay my head down every night and just think this is so much bigger than myself. And it's so fulfilling uh, to know that my day in and day out, no matter what that holds, stress, you know, working a longer day. I mean, none of that matters compared to the work that we're doing locally. You, you're smiling over there. I'm smiling. I got a little chills over here. Yeah. That story. Yeah. When you, I mean, I witnessed this all the time when I'm working with Caitlin or alongside her uh, at the table. And um, she she really does lead with passion and with um, a real, what seems like sort of identification with the mission in a, in a very personal way. And it, it comes across. That moves yeah. mountains. I've learned a lot from her. So we meet monthly and I, I truly rely on her and just hang on her every word. And so she has taught me so much in, in the short time that we've spent with one another. But going back to that team element, right? So people, the people around you, depending on who you surround yourself with, they make you better. 
they make you grow. Um, they educate you in various ways. And so um, you, you have offered that to me in, in various capacities. And so love doing this work with you. That was a wink, by the way. I hope you got that on the <laughs> wink. Another boat analogy. A, a rosing tide lifts all ships. You heard that line too. We're going to do lots of boat line. analogies. Yes. Uh, we got a couple of minutes till the first commercial break. I laugh because yeah, this is a commercial on the radio, none of the podcast. Let's hit CPR the last minute or two, mm. three minutes, and then coming out, you know, we'll do the kind of the silly fun stuff and then back to American Heart Association. Sure. So CPR, right? Most people know chest compressions, mouth to mouth. Chest compressions, you rotate. Mm. Now it's it's just chest compressions. Just chest compressions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the link for people? I, I say CPR.heart.org? Yes. Go ahead. So I mentioned earlier, um, you are able to purchase kits for both infants and adults, and we do offer those as the American Heart Association. We can come in and offer trainings to your company. Um, we also can provide certification, but that website in particular, um, so it's cpr.heart.org, um, you can find educational resources. There are videos that you can watch. Um, we are on a mission to ensure that at least one person every household knows how to perform hands-only CPR. Huge deal. Um, people don't know this, but over 350,000 cardiac arrests happen outside of a hospital setting every year. And so that bystander CPR, which is so important, it can double or even triple a victim's chance of survival. And so I think we have that responsibility as individuals, as humans, to learn this simple skill Big time. that could be, you know, the difference between life and death. You want to add on this? Because I'm going to add something for these two right here. I, I like to educate them sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's important to realize that performing CPR as immediately as possible mm -hmm. is really critical. Bam. And that it can double or triple the odds of saving a life. Mm -hmm. So it's huge. The previous life before I call myself an entrepreneur, no one cares about me. You two is why we're here. But CPR, I, I've lost count of the number of times. The most important thing as far as I'm concerned are chest compressions, mm -hmm. right? So you get certified. Trey's hiding over there. Or she, she's hiding there too. <laughs> it's not, it's so easy to get certified. And if you, I think we're in a generational shift where we can change our country more than we ever could. If I see someone that's down on the ground I'm checking for a pulse, and if they don't have one, I'm giving CPR. Mm -hmm. You get 10 more people to do that, like you said, you will you will decrease cardiac arrest. Yeah. So if nothing else, you two guys learn to give chest compressions. Okay. Can what I else? add something? Yes, please. So one of my daughters who's 28 has learning disabilities, and she just got certified in CPR. Oh. Okay? Because she is in What's her name? Her name is Tamara. Hi, Tamara. <laughs> I like giving shout outs yeah, to people. It is so you too, mom. I love you, mom. So important to her. Okay. So if she can do it, we all can do it. So 28-year-old daughter just got, that's mm -hmm. a great example. Yeah. What's the website one more time? So it's cpr.heart.org. Okay. Everyone who hears this, go get CPR certified. Um, we're almost at commercial break. I told you the time would fly by, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. So we have so, Caitlin. Oh, go ahead. Are, Before, do you want to hit something real quick? We got about, well, I was yeah. going to say, um, so Damar Hamlin. Oh, that's a big one. Save that. Say his Save name again. Damar Hamlin. Into the commercial break. We'll okay. come out of that and talk about CPR. That's great. <laughs> Good topic. Caitlin Brunell, Executive Director, American Heart Association. Dr. Elana Schreider, the board chair and a lot of titles with Guidewell, <laughs> Florida Blue, et cetera. 
great first half. We'll come back the second half. That's what the health just happened. All right, welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. If you missed the first half, good news, you can find it on podcasts. I don't even know. Spotify, Apple, iHeart. I don't even know how many podcasts there are. Were you about, about. to say iHeartRadio? I think, I, yeah, that is. That's really on there. We have, you can put a button that goes to all of them. So, I love anyways, it. first half, incredible stuff. We have Caitlin Brunell, Executive Director of American Heart Association, Dr. Alana Schrader, the board chair with American Heart Association. And again, so many titles with, with Guidewell and Florida Blue. Pretty much a big deal. A lot of fun stuff the first half. Nothing too crazy. CPR was a big one. History of the American Heart Association. Um, almost 100 years. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Some fun stuff going on. We talked about CPR a lot towards the end. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to that after the fun segment. You ready? We're ready. I'm going to ask you one of these two. So I, I have my, my medical dictionary from nursing school. Oh, no. And I like to do a little segment where I open to a random page and see if you can define whatever word I pick. And it's same for me. If I can't, just guess. Make it up. So I'm going to open it up. What letter we got? Protein synthesis. The making of a protein. I think that's good. So what is it? Like a protein, which you, you have protein, carbs, fats. Yeah. Synthesis is creation. That's right. good. Yeah. That's a good definite. You want to try one? I really don't. Okay. She's like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to try again. Um Lymphocyte. What's a lymphocyte? It's a cell that um, helps drain fluids from your body. Is that a white blood cell or a red blood cell or neither? It's a white. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's random. I like when there's clinician stuff to talk about, but that's that's a tough one. Yeah. Some people are like, I don't know what that means. Mm. Do I get to? You? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna open it up? Yeah. Oh, this is even better. And then we're gonna go into healthy or not healthy. Popliteal fossa. Come on now. That's not real. Come on, it's the area behind your knee. Oh, it is. Oh, Popliteal fascia. Fossa. Is that how you say it? F-A-S-C-I-A? F-O-S-S-A. Fossa. Oh, jeez. Popliteal. Yeah, now that's more like anatomy than... <laughs> I had no idea. Do you keep this on your desk? This I do. I have. So I have, I have this on my office desk. And then my grandfather who passed away a couple months ago, he had a... Encyclopedia. It's, he was 94. He had a great life. Awesome. We can talk about him, too. That is stuff. cool. But I do have a bunch of medical dictionaries in my office. Mm. I think that's fun. Okay. Quick version of healthy or not healthy, okay. and then all AHA. Healthy or not healthy? The Auburn Tigers. Not healthy. <laughs> I had to. She went to Alabama. That makes me laugh. Okay. Healthy or not healthy... Running cross-country. Healthy. That's super healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, the amount of terms you have to memorize in medical school. Not healthy. Why not? Because it's too many. It's impossible. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's Did you do- use flashcards? Uh, probably. <laughs> you can't have enough flashcards. This is like a miniature not version. not flashcards. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, the number of dollars that the American Health Association has raised in the last 99 years. Healthy. How much? Five billion. That's a lot. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, obnoxious superstitions for sports fans. I would say not healthy. I would agree. (laughs) Oh, I agree. Okay. You want to throw any in here? Don't let me make them throw them a lot. All right, I've got one. Yeah. Um, healthy or not healthy, 
weekend family vacations. Oh my gosh, so healthy. You got me good. I just oh had God. one of those. I, I was going to say not healthy. <laughs> weekend family vacations? Yeah. So my which, kids which are- Which parts of your family? <laughs> that's a good- <laughs> Oh, jeez. Is it in-laws? Are the in-laws there? Shout out I to mean, the in-laws. Then it's not healthy. Term for who's coming. <laughs> Does your family listen to these? My mom listens to every single one. Oh. So I say, I love you, mom. Hi. Give a shout out to anyone you want to. Do. Hi, dad. Um, that's a good one. You got any you want to throw in? No, I'm listening at the moment. <laughs> okay. So that's our, our healthy or not healthy. That was, that was solid. Mm-hmm. That was solid. Roll Tide. I'll say it for you. Oh, Roll Tide. I'll say it. Do, what is your college team? I don't know. So, I'm, so I went to UNF. Um, all my family went to Florida State this. and my wife went oh. to Auburn. So I'm, she's going to come when UNF. I said Roll Tide. Yeah. I'm a like ride or die UNF. Well, I didn't grow up in Alabama, so I didn't understand the severity it's of crazy. Alabama football until I arrived in Alabama. So I stayed neutral. So you and your wife and I would get along well. I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> you went to, was it Albert Einstein? For medical school. Medical yeah. school. Where is that? In New York. Okay. Do you have any Albert Einstein quotes you like? Because I wrote down a few. E equals MC those. squared. That's good. <laughs> I had I, I wrote down a quote you said too. Let's go back to American uh, Heart Association because yes. I'll I'll go off track real <laughs> fast on that stuff. October 29th. Mm. I don't know what today is. You said it earlier, but October 29th is World Stroke Day. What? Yes. That's so random. I never. Oh, it's highlighted right here on my sheet. I'm kidding. Talk about it. What's going on? So American Heart Association does all these cool things: stroke awareness, stroke prevention. That's part of that. Right. Um, So as far as education goes, um, we want individuals to be mindful of the warning signs of stroke. So we use the FAST acronym. So the F stands for face drooping. Um, The A stands for arm weakness. The S standing for speech difficulty. And then the T really stands for time to call 911, which I always think, you know, the T's at the end. In my mind, I think the second. T's number one. It, well, I you know, I guess the fourth step, if you will, after after you know recognizing those signs, you would call nine one one. But I would say, you know, as soon as you would recognize a stroke sign, to call immediately and ask for assistance. Can I? I'll repeat them back. So so F is facial droop. Yes. Right. So if you see someone, their their face is drooped. Mm-hmm. A is arm weakness. Arm weakness. Right. So if you have paralysis on the right side. Mm-hmm. S is speech issues. Mm-hmm. We would say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's the line we would have them say in the fire department. If mm-hmm. they slurred that, that was the one. Mm-hmm. And then time to call 911. Yes. Which is as quick as possible, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So World Stroke Day is really about educating the community on those signs. Um, and it's the number, it's n- the number three cause of death for women um, and heart disease in particular is the number one cause of death, um, more than all forms of cancers combined. And we, so- We making, talked about that too, say it again. So women women who pass away from stroke is a number three cause. Correct. Number yes. one is- Heart disease. Which I don't think people realize. What's number two? Right. Oh gosh, you threw me. I don't, I don't know. I would say cancer. cancer. I was going to say guess yeah. cancer, but yeah. that, that's combined cancers. I think most right. women assume right. breast cancer because it gets a lot of right. publicity and, exactly. and, and fundraising dollars, but that's cancers combined. So right. 
American Heart Association, because I do want to go back to the women in leadership we had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. If we, want to. we keep talking about this too, but I love that. Yeah. Heart disease is the leading cause. It's not cancer. Correct. So yes. how do we put more attention and dollars into this area? I think. Yeah, you know, one of the things that um, Caitlin has already spoken to, but I think it, it deserves to be emphasized, is this this notion of creating awareness. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, like you just said, people just don't know that heart disease is one of the leading causes of death or the, the leading cause of death in women. Um, and especially for women who often exhibit symptoms that are not typical when it comes to heart disease, right? So, Which are different than men's symptoms. Exactly, yeah. right? They're not typical. So, you know, a typical symptom is chest pain or chest pressure, you know, in the middle of your chest. Um, more typical, perhaps, for a woman might be jaw pain mm. or, or arm pain or nausea, okay? These sort of vague, this vague, what we call symptomatology that um, if you're not aware of the possibility that these are indications of heart disease, you won't get checked. You won't even you won't even call your doctor. You'll you'll say oh, I just don't feel well, and you know we can prevent heart disease if we think about it more. When do you think again? This is like women should start getting checked. You're I'm I'm 40. I'm I go to the doctor every year now, but this is not clinical advice. I have to throw that out there. But like, are you are you checking these symptoms and telling your friends to look at these things annually? I am, but I am because I now work for the American Heart Association. I would say beforehand it, it wasn't top of mind, but I also think that's in our nature to put ourselves second at times as women. Um, mm. Our Go Red for Women movement, we, we now call it a movement. Um, it's in, about encouraging women to put ourselves first at times. You know, we, we, we tend to spend a lot of plates in the air at once. We have a lot of responsibilities as wives, as mothers, caregivers, sisters, you name it, right? But oftentimes we put ourselves second and because of that, our health becomes second. And so that movement in particular is about women coming together and encouraging one another to take care of our health, to get checked, and then to listen to your bodies. Because I think oftentimes we don't listen. I was having a conversation um, with, with one of our leaders and Uh, she had shared that she was chatting with one of her dear friends. She's at her daughter's wedding and in the middle of her daughter's wedding ceremony, she starts to feel that tightness of chest, that shortness of breath. And she was telling herself, I'm going to get through the ceremony Mm, and then I'm going to call a doctor. And the individual I was speaking to was telling her friend when she's telling her about this experience on the phone she thought, I mean, how, how silly you should have left immediately. But then her second thought was I would do the exact same thing. And I'm not a mother, but I can imagine that if I was in that position, I probably will as well. And so how often do we, and this goes for men and women, how often do we experience symptoms, right? Or feel something's off or do not feel 100% and go, I'm going to put this off. This is priority. I'll wait and I'll see. And so I think that education awareness piece of listening to your body, being aware of signs. And if you do feel something off, if you do feel like there is something off, it, it would be better to check just to make sure. Yeah. And then what what, ha- what do most, I'm guessing, men for sure, women also, but I'll, I'll, I'll look into this later. And then two days later, like, eh, I feel fine. I'm not going to worry about it. And then they, they don't do anything. Right. And, okay. you know, days can go into weeks, into months until you have more of a severe issue. 
You know, one of the things you asked earlier, Eric, was, you know, when should you start worrying about it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, adults should what we call know their numbers, right? That's what that's part of the awareness campaign. Know your numbers. What does that mean? I like know that. what your blood pressure is. Know what the top number, the systolic number is, and know what the bottom number is. Your diastolic. Diastolic, yeah. That. Systolic, I, diastolic. Right, right. Systolic you know is I got tight. that backwards, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> um, that's important. You should own that yourself, right? You should know that yourself. Know your numbers. So every, this is how I look. I think anyone over the age of 30 for sure should know their normal blood pressure, right? Your cholesterol levels are important. What else? Actually, right. this is going to transition to the next thing here. So hmm. there's a time, I knew this would happen. The time flies by. You talk about stuff too. I want to, we're going to skip a little bit too. Population health whole person health, social determinants of health. And this all ties into the American Heart Association, right? Which is doing a variety of things. What is the American Heart Association doing to educate? You just talked about it. Spread awareness, conversations like these. And, and what's a, a, a an initiative or something? Like how can we help? How can more people know about this, talk about it? These, again, eight topics right here. Right. I told you the time would fly by, but... <laughs> Um, So we, as the American Heart Association, um, our focus is on health equity, um, making sure that equitable health is provided for all people. And so that means meeting people where they're at. So I mentioned some of our initiatives earlier, Um, but for example, in the nutrition security space, you know, we're we're not saying food security, we're saying nutrition security because there's a differentiation differentiating factor there, excuse me. Um, but we come alongside pantries and we actually provide commercial refrigeration units. And so those pantries can actually have fresh fruits and vegetables, not boxes of lucky charms. Exactly. Within that pantry. Um, and we actually ask those pantries to sign a procurement pledge and pledging that that refrigeration will not be full of, of sodas, um, and, you know, candy, but rather fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, Another example is uh, around maternal health. So we have um, actually blood pressure cuffs that are self-measuring. And so we come alongside care clinics. We donate these cuffs and new moms are able to take those home and monitor their own blood pressure. Um, Tobacco and vaping cessation. So we're coming alongside schools that currently have SWAT programs. So students working against tobacco and, and meeting those students where they are and providing trainings for those facilitators. And, um, you know, so I, I say all that to say that, you know, it's, it's not enough for us to say that we want to educate mm. our community or to say that we're fighting against heart disease and stroke. What does that mean? And so it's community focus, it's meeting people where they are, and it's providing opportunities for health for all people on the first coast. That's a lot of stuff. You want to add on? Cause I've got a follow-up question. How do you prioritize, right? The tobacco mm-hmm. cessation, that's a hour long conversation. The right. food access, hour long conversation. How does. So I would say within each market, um, we obviously have fundraising goals, but when it comes to community impact, um, we have sustainable goals as well, community and clinical. Um, so it doesn't mean we're going to accomplish everything in one year, 
Um, but we're making sure that what we are doing has sustainable measures. And then we're continuing to move the needle in those areas. Um, one area in particular that we are very focused on this year, and I'm really proud to share this, um, but through a grant that we submitted to Florida Blue, uh, we were generously given $600,000 to specifically um, further our tobacco and vaping cessation initiatives. And we as, a a big one. we as a local market have been looking for a champion in this space in particular. And this grant really is multi-pronged. Um, so I had mentioned there are existing SWAT programs in schools, so students working against tobacco. However, they're not in all schools. Um, so through this grant, we will be able to implement a SWAT program to up to 10 middle to high schools within Northeast Florida. Um, we will provide training for staff administrators to be able to facilitate those conversations, to facilitate those programs. We are doing an anti-vaping campaign, actually, alongside Florida Blue, um, because the reality is one in five high school students in the U.S. are vaping. I think it's more than that. Do you? I do. <laughs> like, just, I, I mean, I... Seeing high schools, I mean, again, that's that's a lot. That's still one in five, 20%. That's five. a lot. One in five. And so we, we also, in conjunction with Florida Blue, we are hosting a symposium. So we're calling community partners, staff administrators, parents, and students to educate them on, I mean, truly the harmfulness of tobacco and vaping use. And I think, you know, specifically for young kids and and students, you know, the tobacco industry is targeting these young students oh, and they're completely unaware yeah. of the long-term harmful effects that these products are going to have on their body. And so I'm really grateful for Florida Blue's continued generosity specifically toward American Heart Association. And I'm really excited as a local market to specifically focus on on this work for our next generation, really. That's great. That's great. You know, one one thing that I would add is, um, Eric, you asked before, you know, how do you prioritize? And I think, Caitlin, you gave such a great answer uh, in regard to how an organization would prioritize which initiative, uh, you know, to do when. Um, but in real life, every day, um, what we're talking about is talking to individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you... Um, how do you help people decide what to do first? You also said, Caitlin, earlier, you know, meet people where they are. And so I think the key thing is understanding that there are going to be some people who will take to losing weight. Um, and you have to make sure that you're not saying to someone, you know, you need to lose, you know, 50 pounds by three months from now. It's small bites at these things, yeah. right? Small chunks. Um, you know, identify with people uh, in terms of where they are and what they feel like they can accomplish, and let's accomplish that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and those <laughs> small things will make huge differences, huge differences in their lives. Right, and that relates, you know, beyond physical activity, getting, you know, substantial amount of sleep, you know? Let's read Choosing, yeah. right? There's, I got eight lists. You want to read these? <laughs> Eat better, be more active, quit tobacco, get healthy sleep, manage weight, Control cholesterol, manage blood sugar, manage blood pressure. Right. So be more active. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you should go out and run a marathon. It doesn't mean you have to become I'm not a runner a overnight, right? But maybe you like to walk, or maybe it's it it feels doable, 
to go for a walk every day, a five-minute walk if you're not doing it at all today. And then you'll advance to 10, right? Yeah. So small bites at these things make a big difference. I think meeting people where they're at is another, that's a big deal too, right? I mean, if you look around this room, sitting here now, like we're all different, got what going on where, but what do you say to somebody that's working 12, 14 hour shifts? I mean, I don't know. Do you get those questions where like, I work 12, 12 hours a day, maybe, five days a week. Maybe you park a little further from the door tomorrow. I like that. Or bring your right. own food. Right. Bring your own so food like, from home. Right. <clears throat> Avoid the vending machine. That's, you know, we, we got right things. to a topic that I think we can huh? talk about for an hour. Right. Every time a topic comes up, yeah. we can talk about this for an hour. We only have five minutes left. Yeah. What do you want to hit? Because I want to ask the last question is like, what are some healthy changes you would like to see in this industry? or with the American Heart Association. Anything you got coming up you want to plug, you want to talk about, say hi to anybody, what's going on? <laughs> I would like to see a decrease in vaping amongst our youth. Um, as an older sister of three younger brothers, and I hope one day to be a mom, um, I would like to see what I really believe is a youth epidemic um, to be decreased. And I, I worry about future generations and what their health could look like with that being essentially an emerging trend. Um, and so getting in front of that is something that I feel is really important and a personal mission of mine in this position. Um, for me, um, we know that women are the key decision makers in a family's uh, healthcare uh, space. Oh. And mm -hmm. so I wanna make sure more and more women are aware of uh, what the issues are. And heart disease is a big one. and. Let's make sure people know their numbers and moms, women um, can lead that effort. Can I give you an example real quick? Sure. I'm gonna, can I put you guys on the spot or no? Justin's good with it. Trey, you good if I put you on the spot? <laughs> you're, you're married, right? Your first kid? Mm -hmm. Who runs your household? Decision-making, healthcare, like setting doctor's appointments? Oh, my wife. Okay. Trey? <laughs> and look, I, this is this is the reality. This yeah. is my same thing. I have I'm married for eleven years. It's my anniversary today, by the way. I forgot oh, about that. Love anniversary. you, Steph. It's my eleven. Why are you here? Wow. Is it really? Sorry. <laughs> eleven on eleven. We just got back right? from the keys. Ten, eleven, twelve is uh, yeah. our wedding day. Nice. I'm off topic. Wow. Three young kids. I, I would consider myself again intelligent. Eh, maybe <laughs> successful career. My wife does all of it. When it comes to healthcare decisions, or if, if she doesn't schedule my primary care physician or follow-ups or et cetera, this is this is just a perfect example. I like that. So mm -hmm. so say that again. Like women make the decisions on who run the world, in girls, the, <laughs> in, in families, right? So That's true. we need to arm them with all the information possible so they can do that really well. Okay, how much time we got left? Three minutes. Okay. Any more American Heart Association stuff? Because I've got some quotes here I'm going to read that I thought were kind of ridiculous. Not ridiculous, but like ridiculous. Albert Einstein. They're Albert yeah. Einstein. Yeah, I yeah, love Albert see. Einstein. Let's, yeah. yeah, I feel like we've hit everything. We, we got a lot of it done. This is a, <laughs> Did she write that? Did you write this up? That's a lot. Oh, man, I'm kidding. Awesome. We're wasting time here. If not, the first question, would you be interested in coming back? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Would you be interested sure. in coming back? If not, sure. that's all right. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Sure. I'm going to read a quote. you got to tell me who said this. 
I believe that life is all about the difference you make. At Guidewell, I live our mission every day by championing new and innovative ways to deliver high-quality, affordable care that makes a real difference in the lives of members and communities we serve. Dr. Alana Schrader. That was her, by the way, Dr. Alana Schrader. I pulled that from the website. You also went to Albert Einstein School of Medicine. Mm -hmm. I love Albert Einstein. I have for years. Mm -hmm. We're going to probably wrap this up unless, again, American Heart Association. Any events coming up? Well, we do have our Steam Goes Red event coming up on November 8th. We're so excited. We're having around 150 middle school girls. They're going to FIS. Like for that. a full day of STEM-related activities. So really empowering our younger generations, empowering young women in particular, um, that first of all, they can do anything they set their mind to, and then also to be empowered to pursue a career in STEM-related fields. What's the but date? STEM with an A, right? I was it's going STEAM to say. STEAM now, yeah. Yes, so the A for arts and architecture. So we're really expanding our event to be called STEAM. Science, November, technology. November 8th at FIS. Um, and we welcome companies to come alongside us and support, but they also can be mentors during the day and lead different sessions for the girls to take part in. You just saved us from Albert Einstein quotes. Well done. <laughs> Steam event. I like that. Now it's science, technology, engineering, art, architecture, and math. Yes, I like that. Correct. Well, we ran out of time. We always do. I enjoyed myself. Hopefully you did. Yes. I know our audience will. We have... Caitlin Brunell, Executive Director of American Heart Association, Dr. Alana Schrader, the Board Director of the American Heart Association, amongst many other terms with Guidewell and Florida Blue, unless you want me to read those. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you come back. That is what the health just happened.